about with John Anderson. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. How did you um, like the Oscars last night? Did you watch? I loved Tina Fey and the girls, and I loved uh, Gaga and uh, the guy. I don't know about you, but they were going to start making out at any minute. That's what I felt. Brilliant. No, they were brilliant. Really brilliant. They're stars of the show. Some of the songs for the, 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 the movies were okay. Uh, not quite, uh, not quite the, but of course Gaga did it and that was it. That was it. You were happy. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think she's remarkable anyway and good that uh, the guy, I can't remember his name for some reason. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, well done, Bradley, uh, the directing guy and everything. Great actor, anyway. So, have you ever thought to write um, music for film? Yes, that's how I met my first wife. Uh, yeah. She worked for Ron Howard, and uh, a, a mutual friend, uh, Linda Livingston, got in touch with me and said, "You must meet this girl, Jane. I've just met her, Jane Lumpenberger, and she could get you some movie scores." And I thought. Tell her to come out to my place. I had a house up in Hollywood. I was working on a, mo- on a, not a movie, on an album called Toltec, which is all about Carlos Castaneda and everything. And uh, I, forgot that she, I forgot that she was coming up for lunch, but she came up for lunch, and uh, lo and behold, I knew who she was because I'd been seeing her in my meditations for six months. I know. In your mind? In my meditation. She kept jumping up and down. I thought, who is that beautiful? And then she disappeared every now and again. And then she walked through the door and I went, hello, I love you. We're going to get married. No. In my head. (laughs) In my my mind, that's what I thought. And she looked at me and I couldn't look at her because I was very sort of shy. I went, how do I do this? Because I had, you know, I had my kids from my first marriage there and about six or seven other people making an album. I had my studio in in the lounge. And uh, I, I was told that she was expecting lunch that I was going to make, and I just sent out for Domino's Pizza. <laughs> so, Very classy. So there I go. But um, lo and behold, um, I did fall in love. And, uh, and then uh, I, I sent her um, some tapes of some music that I've been working on and uh, a card saying, uh, the beach, uh, movie, uh, Cocktails, um, dinner. <laughs> I wrote everything I could think of, anything, you know. And she decided to go out for dinner with me the following day, and uh, I was so excited that I lost my voice. I know, uh, and I couldn't speak, so I had to write all down my questions and things. But that's very romantic. Yeah, and she kept them all. <laughs> and you know, I just somehow told her that night that I I was had fallen in love. <laughs> I wanted to marry her, so sort of thing. And we've been married ever since. So This is Jane Anderson. Yeah. Who's on this C D. Yes, she is. And that song is for her. I found myself when I found her. When I'm with you, you bring me close to heaven. I never thought 
that song and 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 why you wrote it for her um i just felt the the song would be really nice i actually just wrote it one day and the chorus came out i found myself when i found you and i thought this is for my wife janie and then i sent it to the producer michael franklin and he said we got to put this on the album and i said okay then we'll get jane to sing on it she loves singing and she does and we did and you sound beautiful together thank you very much yeah. So, did you actually ever get to work on Ron Howard's movie? Did that ever pan out? No, but I met him, and he's a lovely guy. And they were doing the paper here in New York, and I went to see him work here. And uh, but you know, it didn't matter. From then on, it just, I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was it was gravy after that. Yeah. 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 So you named this new album a thousand hands, but it was originally called. Uzlot, yeah, which I think is really cool, John. I thought so too. Why did you change it? Well, the producer said, you know, it should be called something a little bit stronger. And I said, why? He said, well, people won't know what Uzlot means. And I said, well, it means a lot of us. That's the whole idea. So he said, what about 1,000 hands? And I went, and he spends a lot of time in China. I thought, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And, and then I started thinking about a couple of years ago, I was doing Facebook. And I wrote all the people that have inspired me over the years. And uh, from uh, Rogers and Amistine to Elvis Presley to Nina Simone to Mishra Bershnikov and all the people that have really changed my Steve Martin. And I wrote so many people's names down. And I told everybody on Facebook, send me your favorite people or write them down because I think it's a good exercise. You know, the, all the people that have touched your heart, you know. And then I thought, well, that's a thousand hands there. very spiritual too yeah I like that I like that yeah we're all spiritual yeah I just like singing about it yeah so are you are you uh, adept at uh, social media and Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff I twitted out in a week <laughs> and I've gone I've gone and then uh, my daughter who's kind of a, a sort of um, uh, the me people woman she's a real earth mother you know she's about She's actually 48 now, and she's very powerful about women's rights and women should do this and be that. And about a year ago, she asked me to put something on Facebook, and uh, and it was a beautiful movie about powerful, powerful women, you know, and this kind of thing. And then uh, I got shut down. <laughs> Facebook shut you down? Yeah, they wouldn't let me get back on. And my daughter's carried on working. She's now m- finishing a movie about uh, the terrible 
uh, in in humanity of Americans that that they have no consciousness about the Native Americans, and she's visited all these women and men in uh, South Bend, and uh, is it South Bend, somewhere somewhere around there, North Dakota, South Dakota, somewhere around there. Anyway, it's just one of the wonderful things she does. So. Is this Deborah Anderson? Deborah, yeah. So she's also a photographer who shot your photo. Yeah, yeah. And she made a great movie a couple of years ago um, about porno, pornogra- pornographic women. Really good movie about what they think about, how they think about. Cause she was asked to make photographs from uh, some friend of hers, and she did. But she then she started making a, a video with them, and they turned out to be lovely people. Wow. Of course they are. They're lovely people. I don't know. That's great. You also are very artistic. I, I was looking at your website. You've got tons of paintings and yeah, artwork on there. Some, yeah. And like I think most uh, musicians, a lot of musicians like to paint. I think it's a, a, an opposite to making music. It's very relaxing, meditational energy where you throw paint around, <laughs> which is what I think of it. Because there's some great artists, and I just like painting because it's a natural relaxation. Have you ever done sip and paint? Because if you no, haven't, I'd be drunk. you must. <laughs> I'd be drunk all the time. Give me some more, please. More wine. But uh, no. Yeah. So where are your paintings? Are they for sale? Do no, you have... no. Not really. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a lot of, of paintings around the house or in boxes and things. <laughs> I don't really take care of them that much. But mm. my wife takes care of the ones she thinks are worth taking care of. Mostly landscapes, or how would you describe them? A combination. I did. I always did flowers, and then I started doing uh, divi energy around flowers, fairies, and things like that. And uh, did that for a few years, and then we went on a lovely trip to south of France, and I started painting the scenery that we found and castles on hills and sort of things. And then I got very ill for a while, and so I decided to do the biggest mural I could do, which is about 25 foot long. And it's all about the meeting of uh, the Devic world with the animal world in a very strange way. Mm. I know. Mm. But you do that. And all I did was to get a big piece of, uh, of um, wallpaper wow. and turn it over and paint on it. Cool, cool. <laughs> We're okay now, yes? Yes, thank you. Yeah, I just had a year of... Um, readjustment Mm. like everybody does you know yeah you need to tune up now and then that was it yeah yeah so I want to talk a little bit more about some of the guest stars that are on this album is there any relation whatsoever to Ian Anderson no but we we started uh, yes around the same time and I saw Jethro Tull play in the speakeasy in London a couple of times and I, I was fascinated by him because he always wore, he looked like a tramp actually, he wore a long raincoat and fuzzy hair and a big beard and everything and then all of a sudden uh, we were told that we're going to be on tour of America our first tour with Jethro Tull so we got to Edmonton, that was the first gig and uh, we're playing in these arenas, I'd never seen anything like it, like 10,000 people and uh, I was scared in many ways, but I why? Because so many people. So many people. How can you entertain so many people? Yeah. You know. But then he came. We went on. We did our show, and I stood there with my tambourine, very didn't move. <laughs> and uh, 
So he came on and he danced around and his leg was moving around and his flute playing and kicking the microphone with his head or something, I don't know. But he, he put on such a great show. I was mesmerized. And then the, the next gig, he did exactly the same. And I thought, wait a minute, he's choreographed. And then <laughs> the next after that, he's doing the same thing, little tweaks here and there. But he moved around the stage a lot and it just taught me that I've got to learn to be a bit of stagecraft, you know. And that was really cool. And uh, but he he was he wasn't a very uh, forward person, but shy like me actually. And so we spoke at the end of the tour a little bit, but then I didn't see him for many years. And then I saw him again in Germany, and then I saw him again. And uh, the the producer Michael Franklin actually had his phone number, so he phoned him up and got him to play on the record. And I had no idea. <laughs> And that's the way Michael has been working. He invites people, I think, just to shock me, because, uh, <laughs> you know, he said, uh, oh, we've got Billy Cobham playing on the drums next week. I said, Billy Cobham, my favourite drummer, how did you get him? Oh, he said he just happened to be around, and I said, oh, great. So He must have quite the Rolodex. Yeah, because he actually, you know, he, he works... Actually, Michael Franklin... You can mention any artist, uh, and he's, he's played with them, you know, it's amazing. He's always played with Chuck Berry, he's played with B.B. Uh, King, he's played with this guy, that guy, the Alman Brothers, oh yeah, I played with them, and I said, oh my God. So he's able to bring in people like Chick Corea, you know, all of a sudden he said, I'm going to get Chick Corea to play on, 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 on a track, and I, I said, Chick Corea, you're going to get him to play on the album? That's... Amazing. And then he says, oh, I've got Zap Mama. And Zap Mama, I love. From years and years ago, I just love them. And uh, so, just kept going. And see, when we first started making the album, uh, which is 28 year, 29 years ago. I can't believe it really no, was that long no. ago. Well, it's, it's you can make a whole person. I know, it's true, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, the idea was that I wanted many people to play on the, 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 the songs that I wrote with a, an old friend of mine, Brian Chatton, who played keyboards in, in my first band, The Warriors, joined them in 66. So we were friends forever, you know. And so I asked him to write some music, send it to me. I'm, I'm living up in Big Bear. I'm getting away from the world. I found an A-frame. I've got my studio set up, 16 track. I've got them okay, 12 track, or whatever it was. And... Uh, I just thought I'd get on with it and uh, invite people to play on the record. So I was obviously in touch with Chris Squire and Alan White. They were down in L.A., so we got them to play on a track. And then Nam in mm -hmm. L.A. And uh, I was there with uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jimmy Hotz, who created this translator keyboard, strange, beautiful thing. And I, I said, I'll get up and sing with him. I said, what are we going to do? I said, let's do... Uh, 
uh, we're in California, let's do a Beach Boy song. So we did uh, Help Me Rhonda, I think it was Help Me Rhonda, Help, Help Me Rhonda. And there was Bruce Johnson in the crowd. Says, <laughs> one of the Beach Boys is here. So I met him and I wanted the Beach Boys to sing on this record, you know. So I went up to uh, see them the night that uh, the big terrible thing happened in, uh, in LA. The King, what's his name? Rodney King. Rodney King happened, yeah. and I thought, get out of Dodge. Went up to Monterey and uh, met with them and said we wanted to sing on the record, but it never happened. But you dream, you know, you dream. Mm. And you played, um, you've got Steve Howe Steve, on here. Yeah. Well, we had this piece of music called Now, which was originally three verses, and I said, well, why It's don't only we like a minute. Yeah, why don't we do a minute in the beginning, a minute in the middle, and a minute at the end? Because now is everything. Now is where we are now. And um, and I think Michael said, would, would you mind if we get Steve to play on it? I said, well, if, if you would. So I emailed him and said, would you be, mind if we send you some music? You can play on it. It'd be kind of fun. And he did. And I thought, gosh, I can sing with him. Because so, <laughs> I haven't sang with him for like 20 years. And I thought, what a what a what a cool thing, and uh, you know we have a big history, me and Steve. Of course, you'll never get the band back together as much as everybody wants. No, no, it's just one of those things. Life isn't that organized. <laughs> you know, we, you know, it's just not, for some reason, for whatever many reasons, uh, it's not meant to be. And that's okay, because I've got things to do. Yeah, well, you certainly have good relationships with everyone and you've kept in touch yeah, yeah you keep in touch and you know you go like anything you go you have highs and lows like any family because you were family people are very brothers or musical brothers sometimes you love each other sometimes you don't mm-hmm. you know it's the way it is sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't. <laughs> i know i scream <laughs> sorry <laughs> I digress. Um, I want to go back a little bit to Ian Anderson because I have a little fun trivia thing to share. I don't know if you know, his son-in-law is actually Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Really? Yes. My gosh. Well, there they go. Things swings and roundabouts. You know. Roundabout, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I keep thinking every time I answer the phone, somebody says, yes, ma'am, what do you want? <laughs> it's life. I said, I've got a high voice. <laughs> How do you spell that? J- is it Joan? J-O-A-N? No, no. J-O-N. Really? People think that all you're a time, woman? All the time. All the time. Driving me crazy. Huh. I think my voice is getting higher as I get older. Well, listen, you sound better than ever. I, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I feel, feel very blessed that I'm uh, still singing well. Because I get up in the, every morning and sing. That's what I want to do. You know, I enjoy it. What do you account for that? Um, is it just good living and, you know, that sort of thing? I don't know. Um, I think because I enjoy singing, so I, I do get up every morning go to the studio and sing. I think it's like a um, combination of musical adventure and, uh, I don't know, just keeping myself ready for the next 
uh, adventure that I'm musically going to do, you know. Never quite sure what's next. I know I've got things lined up to do. Over the last 20 years, I've been working on so many things, and now I want to see them through into the next 20 years, and that's what I want to do. So, Wow. That's a lot. That's I that's know. a big goal. I know. You, you know, you've got to have goals, and... Uh, I just think that uh, the door is slowly opening since the red moon, the blood red wolf moon came. That was the time to say, okay, commit. Work with like-minded people only. I want to hear more about this moon. Yeah, it was a month ago. It was a red, beautiful red moon. And it's uh, one of the very few times that it happens. And uh, a psychic who knows my Janie's sister told her, let John know that he has to put his ducks in order. Get everything ready, because then all these things will happen that he's been dreaming of. Because my close friends, no, I haven't got too many, but my family friends, know that I have so many dreams that I want to fulfill. It's mm. the way it is. So what's the next dream after this? After the 1,000 hands... I really want to do a, the, 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 the final Great Yes album. I'm not, I've got an idea of what it looks like, what it sounds like, but I'm not sure how to pull it off. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, I, I know what it should be, I know that there's a lot of people who would love it to happen, and I would love it to happen as well. Take me back to, to those like very beginnings of Yes and um, some of the inspiration for some of those songs and, and sort of like the people thought they meant something else or you know oh, yeah that's normal yeah you know you know roundabout was a song we wrote me and steve wrote on the way down from aberdeen to glasgow and the road was just a very two-lane road that went in and out of these uh, mountains and then lakes and there's about 50 roundabouts <laughs> so kept going around these roundabouts all the way down and then the, 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 the lakes were there in and around the lake, and around the lake. And then the mountains would come out of the sky because the, the, the mountains would come out of the sky like uh, the mountains started where the road started going up like that. And then the clouds would be so low you couldn't see where they came from, the, the mountains, you know. So I wrote it down, you know. And 24 hours later we'd be in London. So 24 before my love, I'll be there with you kind of thing. I love it. Are you Scottish? My dad was, yeah. Oh. yeah so mother was second generation Irish, and I'm definitely Scottish from my dad's side, yeah. They're like my people. Yeah. You know, I love the Scots so much. <laughs> Some of the best shows I've ever done at Glasgow or Ed- Edinburgh, you know, just very natural, something going on there, you know, something, something very special. I remember walking down Princess Road in Edinburgh, and I was walking past this guy who was, uh, they have these guys who are uh, ex-alcoholics or something, they, 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 they give out this magazine, you know, like, and you're supposed to take it and give them some money or something like that. But, and he looked at me, came as I walked by, he says, how you doing, wee man? <laughs> I looked up at him and said, oh, we're doing very well, thank you very much. <laughs> how you doing, wee man? Oh, that's great. Yeah. First time I saw the castle, it just took my oh, breath away. Yeah, yeah. We went up to Arthur's seat, walked up there, and just look at the whole. Oh gosh. Are you able to? You you were able to hike up that that crack straight up. You were able to do that. I don't remember. 
Oh, no, we went the long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we found that you could draw. You could have driven round if you wanted to. There's a bus. So we walked. It was really lovely. Yeah. Done it a couple of times. Yeah. It's great. So where do you where do you call home these days? Central California. I moved uh, to California 30 years ago, and then became American 10 years ago, and uh, thought it was the right thing to do. The fact that I'm living here, so. And I love America. We just got to wake up to the Native Americans and say thank you and th- sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about this new album. Um, some of the other songs in here I just want to go through with you. Mm-mm. And Rick Derringer is on a song. Mm-mm. So many people. It's yeah. like. So many people, so little time. So little time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting that uh, when we when we had the recordings from Big Bear and my garage for 25, six years, that they had to put them in the oven to, to bake them to let them play one more time straight into the computer. <laughs> I know. And An actual have, oven? Yeah. And, and yet you can only play them once because then it'll start cracking. So it went straight to computer and then Michael Franklin, who was organizing the production everything in Orlando, he said, We've got it. It's in the computer. It's sounding pretty interesting. You better hear. And he sent me a, a, a quick mix. It sounds so beautiful. And I realized right away that this music is so timeless. And then over the last year and a half, I started writing other songs to develop it. So now we have enough for two albums. So we'll get the first one done, and then chapter two will come out next year, maybe a year after. And it's just. Something that you say to yourself, well, the Michael Franklin plays keyboards and his brother plays bass really well, and the drummer, the the engineer is a great drummer. So I said, we've got a band here, and then out of the blue, uh, uh, the one of them picked up a ukulele and started singing a song from an album I did in 1996-7. Was called Elias of Sun Hillo, and I melted. And I said, we've got to do this on tour. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're doing a couple of uh, Elias songs. And I think a lot of Yes fans who know who I am will love that we're going to delve into the that world of uh, music that I created so many years ago. Yeah, I feel very proud of myself, too, that I was able to figure out what WDMCF stands for. <laughs> it was such a long title. <laughs> and I said, why don't we just call it WD? And I can never remember the... You were texting and you didn't even realize it. I know. (laughs) Where does music come from? Inside, outside. So where does music come from? Well, it's very, very simple. It comes from the Pleiades. And we are all connected throughout the world with music because the soul is this incredible, hard to explain, but it's a finite amount of musical energies. And that's what makes us all connect to music so easily. And you can hear music all day long without music because the birds sing music, the wind, the trees, the sound of anything in nature is musical. And uh, But music really helps the world go round 
and we rejoice to music, and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. When you were a little boy, was it always in your mind, music always going through your mind? Yeah. I remember when I was like very young, sitting next to the radio, because we didn't have television, I'd be listening to Elgar and symphonies and and commercial music of that time, which was very, uh, a lot of it was very, you know, Bing Crosby and the Forties music, and and then I got into listening to musicals uh, like uh, Oklahoma and. Oklahoma. That's coming back, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, it, it didn't do very well first time round when they actually performed it on Broadway. It was a flop because they hadn't written the song Oklahoma. Isn't that funny? Yeah, right. That's a great. It's business, you know. That, and then. It was only later on that I started thinking I'd love to work in theater. Um, I don't know why, it's just something, it's a natural thing to want to be part of that teamwork that creates an event like theater. And you do it with a rock and roll band, you're staging, lighting, dry ice, and there you go. But uh, theater is more, something more immediate because it's right close to you, you know. Yeah. So I thought, well, one day I, I, I would definitely uh, would love to work in theatre, but I wouldn't perform in theatre, but write for theatre or something like that. You know, well, maybe I'll perform, I don't know. It's hard to say. So this is one of your goals? Well, it's one of the things I'd like to do. I just know that there's a way of doing it that's not the normal way. And uh, in my mind, you know, and uh, we are... We're slowly getting into a situation enabling to uh, visualize on stage things that you could never have done uh, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago. So, I mean, with LED and, uh, you know, holograms, things like that. Very interested in that. Because that is the key to our understanding of the next uh, dimensions, things like that. That doesn't creep you out, no. seeing a hologram? No. Like, they're going to do Michael Jackson musical. And Beautiful. A, yeah. yeah well, just, they've had Elvis on tour forever with, on the screen. <laughs> Come on, you know. So why not Michael Jackson? Why not? On that note, yeah. John Anderson, yeah. so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Whoever dreamed that peace would come to every city. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.